0: Hello, Steven.
1: Hello, Erica.
0: It's kind of sleepy, Doctor Who, again. Are you sleepy? I'm, I'm pretty sleepy. This episode felt like it dragged a little bit, and it kind of made me tired. I'm. So, oh, the look on your face, I feel so bad. I don't want to say things now. But there was
1: wall-to-wall action, and you love action in Doctor Who.
0: There wasn't even wall-to-wall action
1: there was there was a, a a helicopter ambush of a um a convoy that had a recovery capsule
0: yeah that was a little hard to follow like i <clears throat> i appreciate the effort that they put into dropping smoke bombs and they had an actual helicopter but the way that the <clears throat> the action sequence was was put together and filmed i had trouble figuring out who was where at any given time so i wasn't like really anchored in the real world it was just action 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 Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which you know not
1: my thing i know it's not your thing i've always enjoyed this episode perhaps because of the action and stuff this i feel this story is the most you know the, the 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 common conceit i think at the time was that that the unit era was sort of taking place in the near future, even though as time goes on, it just looks like it's whatever year it was made in. But I feel this is like the most concerted effort. You know, there's a Mars capsule in the UK space mm-hmm. program, and they've got these weird gas guns that sort of like stun everyone during that ambush, and they wear those weird masks and everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I didn't know if that was supposed to be slightly future tech or if, you know, since I don't know who these fellows are mm-hmm. and who they're in league with, if they're just, if that's alien technology or a future te- tech, you know, something like that. Right. So, so yeah, I'm good on them for doing a an action sequence, I guess, but it felt real dra-like, you know, and the truck, because it's a giant truck, can yeah. only go so fast. Like, that's kind of what this episode felt like to me, was that big truck just <laughs> rumbling along. Oh. So, sorry
1: that's fine no there are other things that happen in this um like the the interrogation scene of that guy who was going to shoot the brigadier but that didn't mm-hmm. um and then i like the bit where the doctor sort of walks back back in and says oh are you treating you okay and all this and then quickly yells at him like a, a a commanding officer would and and i thought that was clever
0: yeah that was very that was very uh, clever of the doctor it's very mm-hmm. sort of doctorish like he sort of pegged from the moment he walked in like the way the guy held himself and stuff and Mm -hmm. that he was you know you were under orders not to shoot the brigadier and thought you know maybe it's a soldier so he tried that and his his ruse worked Mm -hmm. yep clever doc yeah yeah Definitely Clever Doctor. I mean, he was, you know, there's a couple of Clever Doctor moments I also liked. I mean, I am not a Bessie fan, but I liked the way that he used Bessie to, oh my God, the look on your face again. Very sad. Oh, what do you have against Bessie? This is going to be a really tough era. I've never liked
1: Bessie. Oh, well, how come? I'm curious.
0: Uh, well, I'm not into cars, oh. and I just, like, the cars that I do sort of kind of like are certainly not that, I don't know, shape, like, the old-fashioned car mm-hmm. thing is not mean. And, you know, it especially at the time that i was first learning about bessie yellow was not a color that i appreciated <laughs> sorry i know you love yellow but yeah it just there was there's there's nothing about that appeals to me in any way um so i was like when the brigadier makes that snide comment about see you back at space control if you make it yeah. i was like go prig i love you um yeah. <laughs> but and then of course the doctor takes forever to get her going which mm-hmm. great good plot point nice yeah. use nice use of the device there and i did like his uh you know fake accent and pulling in in the middle of the road and pretending that that she had broken down again um and his (laughs) anti-theft device with a force field (laughs) to keep feeble's hands stuck to the car that's that's just funny
1: yeah i know this is uh this is doctor who as james bond with gadgets Mm -hmm. now and i know you don't like think much of james bond either
0: i don't but uh the gadgets are probably one of the bits of James Bond that I like the best, right. <laughs> so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Cool. Uh, there, so there's the the resolution to the cliffhanger. Which, of, uh, of course, as, 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 you've, as you've seen, they, they did the dip uh, after the opening title and then revealed the reprise and then crashed into the main thing again. You were wondering if that wouldn't be the case, but it was.
0: Yeah, I didn't think that that would work, but it actually did. It was, it was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Um, the doctor does a trick with the making the tape disappear and then reappear.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was so dumb. I mean, if that was a a new thing for the doctor that they were just going to, like, continue to use, sure, fine. But the fact that I've never heard of anything like that and, like, his things... Whatever his line was afterwards about something versus science or...
1: Transmogrification of object or something like that, wasn't it?
0: But it was after that. He says, you know, that is, you know, compared to hard... Anyway, basically, to me, it felt like he was saying, there is such a thing as magic, Joe. Just get used to it. (laughs) And I was like... No. I'm sorry. I'm 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 out. My head cannon is that never
1: happened. I've never understood that. Mm-hmm. There um I'll tell you now. There were there were script problems with this story.
0: Gasp. I'm so surprised. <laughs>
1: yes. Uh let, let's pour one out for David Whittaker, who this is actually his last episode that he wrote for Doctor Who, the first script editor of Doctor Who wrote the in my opinion, the two best Dalek stories of the classic era being Power and Evil of the Daleks mm-hmm. and then, you know, Enemy of the World, I think, needed some reworking and and then I think he was in on the invasion which needed some reworking and then he came back to do this. And I'm not sure he quite understood what where Doctor Who was. Mm-hmm. And so Malcolm Hulk, who wrote The Doctor Who and the Silurians, mm-hmm. uh, will write uncredited uh, episodes three through seven essentially. Oh. Um, so, so if there are some inconsistencies to what happened in the first two episodes to compared to what happens in, in the last five, mm-hmm. that is why.
0: Ah, interesting. Yeah. yeah yes. Cause I was just, I was sort of frustrated by that. Cause like, okay, if that's a thing that you have always been able to do, mm-hmm. even, even just in this body, uh, why haven't we seen it before? Because I feel like that could come in very handy. Yeah. Um, and I mean, maybe maybe we see it again a bunch of times throughout the per- era. I don't know because I haven't seen all of it, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, just like that's a handy trick. Then why don't you continually use it? Mm-hmm. And if there's some reason for not continually using it, maybe tell us that.
1: This is perhaps I think one of the things that perhaps David Whitaker thought Doctor Who was about now, and mm-hmm. and so that's. So, spoiler alert: such a thing doesn't really happen that often anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: This episode really doesn't have very much Liz either, which to me is a no. detriment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that's another strike uh, against it.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does feature um, some. Uh, there's that the. the the sequence where the capsule separates and it's going through space, and, and we don't actually see it. <laughs> I was going to say it was rather well directed because it's just people like talking, like, you know, descent here, numbers in this, and they're just quick cutting back and forth to faces. Mm-hmm. Michael Ferguson again. Yeah. But it has one of my favorite musical cues ever and it's just three timpani dong 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 is looped around and what i like about that well i don't like it as much as i find it funny is that the tape loop isn't quite perfect so after eight revolutions it goes dong 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 there's a slight gap in there which amuses me every time
0: yeah, that sequence was uh, you were you were air drumming along with a timpani, so I I actually noticed it, and yeah, it's a, it's effective. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's a, a nice, um, nice effective bit of music to put for a sequence like that. But the sequence itself didn't do a lot for me. Remember when I said that the this episode feels like that slow truck that just can't yeah. go very fast? That's that that sequence to me, um, just sort of sort of dragged i don't there was a similar sequence in the first episode Mm -hmm. uh but for some reason it worked a lot better in that first episode for me maybe because maybe it's not working this as well the second time because we've already seen something like that Mm -hmm. just in the last episode and it's just you know a lot of people saying numbers and space things and counting space yeah uh and you know you get the uh the the sort of portly ginger fellow with the the cool headphones on who's mm-hmm. just you know saying how many thousand miles and just like it's it's a lot of numbers and you can't see anything and I appreciate them trying to to do something without you know showing spaceships and rockets and stuff in the actual air mm-hmm. but I was bored. Sorry.
1: I'm sorry that's michael ferguson directed as i said
0: well yeah. like i said i mean you know it's 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 just i i that whole sequence mm-hmm. to me could have been like, this whole episode felt like padding like so many things in this episode felt like padding so i it's just like if they could have cut it down to six episodes somehow and made this sequence much much shorter mm-hmm. it probably would have held a lot more attention for me because i wouldn't have sort of zoned out
1: no you're right it's 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 actually quite fast i think maybe Malcolm Hulk came into do treatments of this too because it has that familiar hulkism where uh just to sort of create an an a narrative arc but not actually solve anything but it's interesting to watch how you know the capsule lands they're taking it back to space center mm-hmm. they get ambushed mm-hmm. it gets stolen the doctor steals it back uh-huh. it gets back to space center yeah. you know it's like 10 minutes of action and fufura but everything actually winds up how it was supposed to happen in the first place
0: yeah so you know you could have just been like it landed in you know the south of england and here it is yeah. in the in the uh, back to space control we went and picked it up
1: mm-hmm. the end you know what? I, I will mention uh, something. I mentioned Michael Ferguson, and I don't. We watched one episode of the Sandbangers so far because yes. I showed you that. Did Did you like that? Okay, this first episode of the Sandbangers. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, I mean, I I didn't go gaga over it yeah. the way you and Warren seem to have. Um, and Dan Warren. And Dan Warren, yep. Um, but I, yeah, I found that interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the the reason I asked that is because there are two scenes in this that I thought actually reminded me of how the Sandbaggers met, which of course is produced by Michael Ferguson. It was one of them was the, the scene where we basically just see the reactions of the people talking about the capsule going we don't actually Mm -hmm. see the capsule and that's very much what the sandbaggers is is we see the reaction of the people in the back room as opposed Mm -hmm. to what's actually the espionage going on Mm -hmm. overseas and then another one i don't know if this is michael ferguson or not but the doctor basically says you know we need to see see, we need to see the man in charge boom we cut to the next Mm -hmm. scene we haven't even introduced sir james quinlan at all Mm -hmm. they're in his office Mm -hmm. and they're like towards the end of their conversation and that's very much sandbaggers as well and i wonder if that actually was just part of michael ferguson's style
0: yeah that worked for me like Mm -hmm. that because that was a place it felt like there was no fluff no padding in that in that sequence you know between between the doctor saying that and then their conversation there was very tight Mm -hmm. and you know it's very clear that something's going on like he's kind of in on it and you can tell that the doctor knows that and is frustrated and so then he and the brig leave and then there's Teltalian whatever his name is Italian yeah and uh yeah so like all of that happens pretty swiftly and you know I just feel like there are very short spurts in episode 2 mm-hmm that I enjoyed and made me, you know, kind of sit up and be like, ooh, what is happening? Like, it deepened the mystery for mm-hmm. me. But it was surrounded by so much stuff that just felt like a slog that it wasn't very effective overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those little bits were buried.
1: Well, I'm curious to see what you think of the last five episodes now that Malcolm Hulk has sort of taken over the writing of them. And maybe things will change. in Subtly, perhaps. I'm not too sure. But... Um Yeah,
0: I guess there's only one way to find out, but we're not going to find out tonight because I'm already sleepy. And if episode three is anything like episode two, I will go to sleep.
1: I love that. You know, having grown up watching the Omnibus versions on PBS uh, in the 80s and 90s and of course on VHS. So like those are the versions that I have in my head. The episode like endings and, and where things fall in the story regarding to, you know, related to episodes is still a mystery to me. I don't know what happens in episode three. I know what happens in the story, but what actually, like the cliffhanger, this and they go, oh, this is the cliffhanger for episode two. You know, interesting. The right cut it open one, which is a very famous cliffhanger amongst Doctor Who fans for some reason, perhaps because it's a weird cliffhanger. It's like, right, cut it open. Like it's...
0: I've never actually heard uh, anybody mention this particular. There are, cl- there are a number of cliffhangers yeah. that, for stories that I have not seen that I've heard people talk about, uh, this is this is not one of them. Yeah. So, but you know, it was interesting. I mean that that end sequence there was another one of the sequences that I quite liked because mm-hmm. you know they're trying to get through to it, and we you know we hear. Uh, Sir James or whatever his name is, saying you know, oh, oh it's taken care of. They've got quite a surprise yeah. coming, and then it cuts over, and I'm like, oh, what's the surprise going to be? Mm-hmm. And then we hear the the vocal, like the voice, and it's it's clear that it's either a recording or something something funky's going on. And yeah. the doctors, you know, what's how many beans make five? What? Yeah, it's uh, the capital
1: of Australia.
0: Yep, yeah, That's sort of that's sort of, it's Canberra, by the way. Um, <laughs> nice work. Was it at the time? <laughs> yes, it was. Just, just I don't okay. know. Sometimes sometimes yeah. things change. Yeah. Um, they do. Yeah, I only know that because we know Nick, who lives in Canberra.
1: That's true. Well, I'll say this: the um, the name of the capital of Kazakhstan has changed in the last week. Really? <laughs> yeah, it used to be called Astana. Mm-hmm. It's now Nur-Sultan.
0: Whoa! Yeah, B- breaking news from Lazy Doctor Who. They
1: they, they changed it. It, it. It's so so late in the game and relatively quickly that the the uh, Division One Group A World Championships of ice hockey, as we'll call it, were held there. And the logo says Astana, but like as of like <laughs> May or like April, whatever it was, uh, Nur-Sultan.
0: Wow, that's fascinating. Okay, well at least the Canberra's. <laughs>
1: Canberra, as far as I know, <laughs> was Canberra back in 1970 or <laughs> 1980, depending on the dating protocol you choose to use. <laughs>
0: oh, very funny. But yeah, I liked that, you know, the the asking, jumping to asking questions. Mm-hmm. Oh, that actually reminds me of another scene. Uh, and then, you know, good cliffhanger because yeah. we're like, what's going to happen? That reminds me of another scene that kind of bothered me a little bit, which but I mostly liked okay. was the, with the computer stuff, um, one of our Rare Liz sequences. Mm-hmm. Where uh, it's spitting out gibberish, the computer's spitting out gibberish, and, you know, the the assistant guy is like, well, maybe it's because we're putting in gibberish, maybe it's just static, and the doctor is just, the okay, so the thing that's weird to me is that the doctor says, or Liz is going to do her diagnostic or whatever, the technician tries to talk her out of it she says, she's just like no, no no i'm gonna i'm gonna do it and then the doctor says ask it what's two plus two mm-hmm. and she's like what is that's that's and he, he's like no no no, just ask which led me to think that the doctor w- maybe knew that there was a possibility that it had been tampered with because then then the next question he asks the assistant is how long have you known dr Tal- talia the italian the italian why can't i remember that oh. i'm too tired i'm so tired right now um <laughs> I I've podcasted so much today, um, but anyway, so the doctor, you know, he's he's asking Liz to ask the computer about two plus two. He's asking the assistant how long have you worked with, you know, how worked them? No, no. Which makes me think, oh, okay, so the doctor is um, suspicious that maybe he, Doctor Tal- Talian, um, t- t- sabotaged the computer. Yeah. Then Liz comes back and says, oh, it says two plus two is five. And the doctor says, oh, I've never trusted those those things anyway. And then she's like, no, no, no. It's it's because it's been sabotaged. So suddenly, like, between one line and the next, the doctor forgets. Like, it, just, it seemed like a poorly put together mm. scene from, you know, that, that one line. Like, why would the doctor be like i don't i'm, I'm so tired i'm having trouble
1: i know i know what you mean i know yeah like he it's yeah. like his own suspicions change within the scene
0: it's not that they change it's like for a se- split second he could just completely forgets it because he right. hates computers that much mm-hmm. and then liz has to to say no it's actually this thing that you suspected mm-hmm. exactly six and a half seconds ago it just felt so weird i
1: wonder if the david Whittaker aspect of because I feel like, like from the mm-hmm. from the get go, the very beginning of the story, like Doctor Who, the series, was like a anti computer yeah. bent that the, mm-hmm. the Doctor had. And I'm wondering if that was sort of playing in his head, and maybe Malcolm Hulk did the other thing. I don't know where where the lines cross here, but
0: yeah, it, to me, it did feel like that—that that it was mm-hmm. like a scene that had been written and rewritten and maybe rewritten again, and that like the the two different the things that they were sort of aiming for didn't mesh, and they just missed taking that one line out like they shouldn't have taken like, like the doctor shouldn't have said that he shouldn't shouldn't have said i never trusted these things anyway he should have said aha just as i suspected mm-hmm. which would have also fit in with the rest of what we see of the doctor in this episode because he's pretty on the ball and you know very clever and noticing things and just being very doctory and for this one moment he completely drops the ball and looks like a fool
1: mm-hmm. well spotted thank you even though you're tired you you picked that out that's pretty <laughs> yeah. amazing
0: Oh, thanks. You're just trying to butter me up so that I like this story better.
1: You don't... You won't like this story as much as I do.
0: Mm, I suppose that's that's just because it's not possible, right? It's
1: pretty much not possible. Possibly not as... I don't know if who likes it more, I do, or Liz from Verity. Mm. Because she wrote a book about it. That's true. So I don't know. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, regardless of who likes it better, she wrote a book about it. So I think she wins.
1: (laughs) I couldn't write a book about anything though, so... Mm -hmm. I don't,
0: I don't think that's true i bet you could
1: I bet you she's never made a podcast about it though
0: uh she's about to
1: just the one though we're gonna make we've made two already we have <laughs> five more to go
0: yeah we do have a week before we do variety but she will be on that episode oh. assu- assuming she's well just, I, you know i never and, until something's recorded that's you never know that's True. sometimes people get sick and drop out that happens to me more than i'd like to say mm-hmm.
1: that's true mm-hmm. well uh I, I'm glad I'm glad we're watching this. I'm glad that uh we're contractually obligated to watch mm-hmm. this at least. And um I is, I,
0: it, is that contract our marriage? Yes. <laughs> well
1: well when we started this podcast, Ooh. it was your idea mm-hmm. and I thought we'd just watch Doctor Who, uh but you said we should make a podcast out of it. So well I guess you're watching it all, including the ambassador mm-hmm. of death, so <laughs>
0: yeah, well, that would be very weird to just skip, <laughs> just one, skip one random story. Or, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm.
1: We're not doing that. We're watching it all. But not now, not tonight. Yeah. But uh but we'll we'll get the, the rest of the story done in the next week though because you have to watch it on Verity. So yep. so take notes. Don't take notes. No. Uh, take mental notes. Mm-hmm. Try to remember. Um and and I hope you enjoy the rest of the story.
0: I hope so too.
1: Good. Okay. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. <laughs>